Hey, I hope you're having a great Lord day in the Lord, everyone. I am your ukulele playing pastor host, Pastor Eric Clemmy, at another edition here of the Shepherd's Herald. Coming at you on this beautiful day the Lord has made, let us rejoice and be glad in it, as we always should be. Today we're going to be talking a look at costly discipleship equals walking with Jesus Christ. You see, being a Christian is a holistic lifestyle. I am afraid that too many of us pastors have not equipped the saints for every good work through the inspired word of God. I think most of us may know that we are justified by grace through faith apart from boasting works, but that we do not know that we are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good works that were created beforehand that we should live in them all the days of our life. Today we're going to be taking a look from the Sermon on the Mount according to the Gospel of Luke. Normally we hear the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew's Gospel, chapters 5, 6, and 7. But today we're going to be taking a look at Luke 6. We started this uh, last Sunday as we looked at those four Beatitudes and those four woes. Uh, costly discipleship. Being a Christian, it costs something. It costs the blood, the death, and the resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We are not our own. We have been purchased. We have been redeemed. We have been justified through the blood of Jesus Christ alone. Now what God has called and declared to be costly, we must never cheapen. We are called to live a costly life, a discipleship of cross-bearing and self-denial and today we're going to take a look at what that means so here the gospel according to saint luke at the sixth chapter and jesus said but i say to you who hear love your enemies do good to those who hate you bless those who curse you pray for those who abuse you to one who strikes you on the cheek, offer the other one also. And from the one who takes away your cloak, do not hesitate to withhold or to give up your tunic either. So give to everyone who begs from you. And from one who takes away your goods, do not demand them back. And as you wish that others would do to you, so do to them. If you love those who love you, what benefit is that to you? For even sinners love those who love them. And if you do good to those who do good to you, what benefit is that to you? Even sinners do the same thing. And if you lend to those from whom you expect to receive a payment back, what credit is that to you? Again, sinners lend to sinners and get back the same amount as they gave. But I tell you, love your enemies and do good and lend expecting nothing in return and your reward will be great and you'll be sons of the most high for he is kind to the ungrateful and to the evil be merciful even as your heavenly father is merciful judge not and you will not be judged condemn not and you will not be condemned forgive and you will be forgiven give and it will be given to you Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, will be put into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured back to you. 
This is the gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. So what are we seeing here? We're looking at this Sermon on the Mount, according now to St. Luke. And this is a life that Jesus is calling every single one of his disciples to live. It is a costly life of discipleship. And this life of discipleship flies completely contrary to everything in this fallen world. It goes contrary to every single fiber of our being. We are called to live diametrically opposed lives to the way this culture and this world lives. Now that is an impossible task. We cannot do that by ourselves. We cannot do it apart from the grace of God, through the means of grace, of word and sacrament, through God's Holy Spirit, the teacher, the counselor, coming into our heart, into our minds, enlightening us, instilling that faith into us, and sanctifying us in that faith, making us holy, making us more and more in his likeness that he intended us to be. That will never be fully accomplished on this side of heaven. It will only be finally accomplished on the day of the return of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. But until then, we are called to live the life of a suffering servant as our Christ was the suffering servant for you and for me and for all people. Freely you have received, so freely give. And this is what we are to do. If you get slapped on the one cheek, offer the other cheek. Somebody steals from you, do not seek revenge. Do not even get it back. If they demand your, your tunic, give them your cloak as well. Go the extra mile. If you lend to somebody, do not expect to be repaid. You know, all the sinners of the world love those who love them, who loan money to and get paid back. This is typical business as usual. But I tell you to love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you and hate you and despise you on account of me. This doesn't make an ounce of sense to any of our fallen human reason, does it? How can we do that? How can we live the costly life of discipleship? Now, Jesus is talking to his disciples here. He's talking to those who already have faith in him and believe him and are following him. That This is what he's teaching, that this is how you are to live as a fruit of faith. Not to become my disciples, but because you are my disciples already, this is how I want you to live. I want you to live the fruits of faith. I want you to love and do good to all. I want you to become the servant of all. For the Son of Man did not come into this world to be served, but rather to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. This is a very hard thing for us American minds and sinful minds to wrap around. Thinking better of others than of ourselves. Going an extra mile. Not calling for retribution. For vengeance. Turning the other cheek not expecting to be repaid, sharing the abundance that we have been blessed with. And I'll tell you, we have, especially here at Lamb of God, our members, myself included, we've been blessed. 
greatly, greatly, greatly blessed from the hand of our living God. We live in nice homes, we drive nice cars, we have nice stuff and things. And he calls us to be generous with everything that he has entrusted into our care. You see, stewardship is just that. We are stewards. We're taking care of that which has been entrusted into our care. And that's all of our time, all of our talents, all of our treasures, everything. Nothing really belongs to any of us. It has all been entrusted into our care by our living God. And we, by grace through faith, as the justified people of God and Jesus Christ. We have this perspective, this eternal perspective, that we do not live the self. We live for others. Jesus said that whoever wants to be the greatest must become the least of all and the servant of all. He tells us to daily pick up a cross and follow after him, to deny ourselves. We can't do any of this by ourselves. We think we're being fiscally conservative about things and we could be hoarding. We could be selfish. Not sharing with others what we ourselves have been so richly blessed with. My friends, my brothers and sisters in Jesus Christ, I've said this before and I'll say it again. Being a Christian is not an easy cake walk of a life, but it is a joy-filled life. It is a happy and content life content with our daily bread of what we've been blessed with in the here and now and sharing with other people, doing the things that Jesus said for us to do in this Sermon on the Mount. He equips us. He sends us a teacher and a counselor, the Holy Spirit, and he limits us to means. Now, he is not limited to any means, but he limits you and I to means. These means are the means of grace, of word, for faith comes by hearing and hearing, by the word of God, and by sacraments. It is through the sacrament of baptism that we are redeemed through the blood of Jesus Christ, the crucified. We died with him in his death, in our baptism. And so, too, we do we rise to life as he has risen to life. We are dead to self and we have been made alive in Jesus Christ. Baptism now saves you, Peter says, and indeed it does. We have the Lord's Supper, the nourishment we get, the body and blood of Jesus Christ, in, with, under, present, fully, fully, fully present in that bread and wine give us a foretaste of the feast to come in, in the heavenly Jerusalem. To give us assurance of the forgiveness of our sins. Nourishment for our soul. So that we could continue to fight the good fight of the faith every moment that we live in this body of death until the day that Jesus comes back and claims us and calls us fully as his own, the day of the consummation of everything we hope for and long for. Until then, he equips us through these means so that we could live sanctified lives walking after Jesus. Come and follow me. A disciple is a follower, a student, an active participant. We are equipped at the feet of the master in his word 
that we take this word and we live it. We put it into practice. We love and serve all people, even those who hate us. What benefit is it to us if we love only those who love us? Big deal. We're to love even those who hate us, persecute us. Man, that, again, doesn't make a hill of that sense of beans now, does it? And yet that's what we're called to do as the followers of Jesus Christ. We are to freely give as we have freely received from his hand. We are to walk with Jesus all the way, every single day, keeping our eyes fixed and focused on him and him alone. As I said last week, as soon as we take our eyes off of Jesus Christ, that author and perfecter of our faith, we fall. We get overwhelmed by distractions of this world, fears of all kinds, timidity of all kinds, trepidation of all kinds. We start to doubt the goodness of God and we misplace our trust in self and others or whatever the case might be. But no, we are called to walk with Jesus every single day of our lives. Living a costly life of discipleship means and equals walking with Jesus Christ. For when we walk and keep step in the Spirit, as Paul talks about in the Galatians at the fifth chapter, we will not please the flesh, the sinful flesh. The sinful flesh and the things of this world and our selfish nature and all of that skabala would not matter a hill of beans. The only thing that matters then is walking with Jesus, keeping in step with the Holy Spirit. That's what he's teaching us here in this gospel. It is not an American way of life. It is not a secular way of life. It is not a way of life that this world could even begin to grasp. And in fact, it's a way of life that even many of us Christians have never even heard of before. Or if we've heard of it, we've never really followed it. But God and Christ is calling us today to follow this, to follow him, to walk with him, to stay focused on him, to walk with him through his means of grace every moment of the day that we live, every day. I've said this before. I will say it again. I will say it until the proverbial cows come home and the chickens come home to roost. Being a Christian is not a Sunday tradition. It is a holistic lifestyle that permeates every ounce of our being, our thinking, our acting, our speaking. Sometimes we exhort one another. Other times we are called to admonish one another. St. Paul admonishes the Galatians. He admonishes the Corinthians. I say this to shame you. As we will hear in the epistle lesson, from 1 Corinthians at the 15th chapter. Sometimes the law has got to do its work. It needs to break us. It needs to show us our sinfulness, that mirror work. How utterly despicable we are apart from the grace of God in Jesus Christ. But then comes the healing balm of the gospel. Then comes the joy of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. He binds up our wounds. He heals us. He breaks us first in the law, but he is the potter. We are the clay. 
that he shapes us and molds us and makes us into the people he wants us to be. And that people he wants us to be is mentioned right here in Luke 6, as well in Matthew 5 through 7. This is what it means to live a life of discipleship. Going the extra mile, turning the other cheek, praying for those who hate us, giving them literally the shirt off of our back and giving them the last scent that we have to our name without expecting any kind of repayment in any way, shape, or form, let alone compounded interest. No. That's the ways of this secular evil fallen creation in which we live. It's always been that way. Nothing new under the sun. There's a way that seems right to a man, but in the end it leads to death. We've heard that from Proverbs many times. 14.12 No. We've been given a way that leads to eternal life. As a fruit of faith, we live this costly life of discipleship. So I say, let us ever walk with Jesus. That is what it means to be a disciple. So that is the hymn I'm going to be playing for you today. It's number 685 from the Lutheran Service Book, the LSB, number 685. Let us ever walk with Jesus, follow his example pure, through a world that would deceive us and to sin our spirits, Lord. Onward in his footsteps treading, pilgrims here, our home above, full of faith and hope and love. Let us do the Father's bidding, faithful Lord with me abide. I shall follow where you guide.
now receive the benediction of our Lord. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord look with favor upon you and grant you his everlasting peace. Amen. Now let us depart in peace to love and serve the Lord as we love and serve all people. Amen.